This is James Woodcock's podcast, episode 34, recorded 5th of September 2012, Train Simulator 2013. Hello, this is James Woodcock from jameswoodcock.co.uk and today I have with me two individuals who are behind the soon-to-be-released update to the Railworks series of rail simulators known as Train Simulator 2013. Joining me on Skype is Duncan Best who is the Marketing Director at railsimulator.com Hi. And also Marketing Manager Simon Saunson. Hello. So before we get into Train Simulator 2013, maybe you can both begin by telling us a little about yourself, starting with, say, Duncan. Right, so, so I'm the marketing director of railsimulator.com. Um, I started pretty much when the company turned into railsimulator.com. Paul Jackson, the um, managing director, asked me to move over my existing job there, where I've worked with him um, on a project called the London Games Festival. Um, originally, when I started doing the role, it was doing everything from sort of designing packaging to to doing the website. Um, now it's much more of a managerial role, sort of organising the vast numbers of staff that we now employ in the company. So how vast is vast these days? <laughs> well, it's vaster than the six when I first joined. I think we're about 38 at the moment. Oh, that's certainly a, a vast uh, <laughs> expansion, shall we say. Yeah, over, over three years, it, 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 it's grown very rapidly. And how about you, Simon? Well, I joined RailSimulator.com uh, about a year after Duncan. Um, so I was, you could say that I was one of the first of the people that was brought in to be, a, be part of that vast expansion. And before that, I'd worked for uh, a trade body for the video games industry, uh, which is how I met Paul Jackson in the first place. So what can you tell us about the history of Train Simulator? A recap, if you will, of how you got to where you are today. Paul, when he was in charge of a company called Electronic Arts, um, owned a franchise called Rail Simulator. Um, he then left Electronic Arts um, and moved over to become Director General of the Trade Association that was then called ELSPA. And the technology fell redundant. Um, and when he heard that about this, basically, he set up a company along with Tib Gatlin from Fun for Games um, to handle the, the train simulator and move it forward technologically because there were no really high quality um, train simulators on the market. Um, the product has then grown from its original incarnation, Railworks, um, three years ago, right through to Train Simulator 2013 now. So Train Simulator 2013 is due for release the 20th of September 2012, so not that long to wait now, and as usual is a free upgrade for existing users and comes with a number of new features. First thing you will probably notice with Train Simulator 2013 is the new menu navigation and the collection area. So what are the advantages of this new layout? First, first of all, when you, you originally started previous incarnations of Train Simulator, it felt very much like a, a list of information you were presented with. The, the interface has been brought up to date and is much more visual now. So, so you can do this by uh, recognising the DLC and trains that you actually have and select them, which is a major advantage over where we were before. Um, it's easier to move around, it's easier to find stuff, so there's filters in there, so you can quickly whittle down to the piece of downloadable content you want to play. The collection screen is the, the front end of a, a new way of navigating through the game and choosing the locomotive or train you want to drive and where you want to drive it. Um, starting off with being able to quickly and easily see what uh, what locomotives are in your collection and potentially what else there is that you that you might like to own because an image of a locomotive is probably much more instructional than a bit of text 
Absolutely, particularly for newcomers to the game. Um, feedback had been that the previous list style of menu was uh, potentially a bit confusing for, for newcomers to the game uh, and made it difficult to find uh, DLC locomotives that you'd just purchased. So we hope that the new menu system will take care of those those concerns um, and then really open things up for, for newcomers and for experienced users too. The, the thinking behind it being the collection error is simply a, a recognition that customers are collecting um, our add-ons and therefore um, their new products are of interest to them but also actually seeing what's in their own collection um, is also important that you can see it all in one place. So the user interface within the title has also been changed a little. What's new here? People who are experienced with uh, Train Simulator 2012 and the previous Railworks titles uh, will hopefully be familiar with the, uh, the cab control or HUD, head-up display, uh, which is uh, a, a sort of a display at the bottom of the screen that shows you the, the locomotive controls, uh, your speed and speed limits, and uh, what's coming up on the line ahead of you, like signals and stations, etc., uh, as well as fuel levels and boiler pressure levels and all, all sorts of things. Um, again, we've, we've listened to the feedback that's come in on that, so that's still available. Uh, we also now have a minimised small version of that, which just shows the very, very basics like your speed uh, and what's coming up on the line, the next signal, next station, but is less intrusive so that people who want to drive with the in-cab controls and see the instruments and see all the, uh, all, the, all the locomotive controls in the cab can do so more easily without the HUD being uh, covering the bottom, bottom part of the screen so much. Uh, you can also reduce the opacity of it too. We've also improved the 2D map and the functionality that comes with it. So previously you could look at the 2D map and see uh, whereabouts you were on the line and where the stations, points, etc. were and of course change the points. You can still do that, but you can also bring up your, your task list with the map and scroll through the tasks and stopping points ahead of you. And the map will take you and show you each particular place. So if you're leaving Clapham Junction and you, you know that your next stop is, uh, is Balham on the London Brighton line, uh, if, particularly if you're not familiar with the route, you can bring up the 2D map scroll down to your next stopping point bar and it'll just show you straight away where that is and, and how far it is to go so one or two additions there which we think will uh, will again be be useful for people who haven't driven before um but also we think pretty pretty handy for people who are experienced drivers do you think we'll ever see any dual monitor support in the future so you could have that map permanently on one screen and the get the uh, simulation in the other so we can't really talk too much about that now, but there, there are plans to optimise other forms of technology to potentially enable that. One fantastic new addition has to be the Quick Drive facility. What can you tell us about this? Quick Drive, we hope, is really going to open things up for people. Um, in previous versions of the game, right up to the current Train Sim 2012, players have had the option of playing a, a free roam, what we call a free roam scenario, where essentially you select a, a location and then there are locomotives and trains standing there idling waiting for you to pick one the limitation there is that you you essentially pick something to drive that we've included and it's at the time of day that we that we chose um alternatively you can play a a standard scenario or a career scenario which is entirely dictated in terms of, in terms of what you drive 
the time of day, season, etc., etc., and your timetable. Or for for more experienced users, there's the option of opening up the scenario editor and placing placing trains uh, where wherever you want them. That's really something that uh, that takes a bit of time and understanding, and not something that beginners could necessarily do from day one. So Quick Drive will enable users to first of all see everything they have available choose the locomotive choose the train they want to drive and the livery from from the liveries they have available place it on their available routes so if i've got a class 377 electrostar i have a choice of placing it on any electrified route that i own Uh, and i can go as far as choosing my start and end points on that route and of course adjusting all the settings for the time of day the season uh, and and what the weather's like so if you want to do an early service from drive an early service from uh, from brighton to three bridges you can do that you can then think to yourself well what would it be like driving it on a summer evening or in the snow or what would it be like to drive it with a completely different train perhaps a train that doesn't usually operate on that route you can just go straight in and, and try and see for yourself and this will really help for anybody who purchases the DLC for the title. Just use every aspect of the, the routes, the locos, the liveries, etc., etc. It's, it's all about freedom of, of choice, essentially. People can get in there and put things where they want them to be rather than actually us predetermining those choices for them. So when you go on a quick drive then, are any AI locomotives in that area? Yes, that's a, that's a great thing about it. It essentially quick drive almost sets up a, a simple scenario for you from the word go. You choose what and where you want to drive, and quick drive does the rest. So you you still have that nice simulation aspect of AI trains coming towards you. Um, everything works as it should do. You have a clear road, so you don't have to worry about changing points and waiting at signals, etc. Um, again, for people who want that aspect of the uh, of the experience, there are still the the scenarios to play. Um, but yeah, essentially, with Quick Drive, it, it does everything for you, apart from and, and apart from from picking what and where you drive. Um, so yeah, we, we hope it's going to uh, going to open things up for people. And as Duncan said, it's uh, it's really all about freedom of choice. There is now also support for the Xbox 360 controller. So what does this add to the title? So th- this, again, is, is really continuing the work we did in terms of changes to the user interface, giving more options to people. The Xbox 360 controller or, or standard PC controller um, system allows a different way of playing it to a different group um, within our players. Um, a lot of people are very familiar with the 360 controller. It's a very intuitive way to play the game, and you can use things like false feedback in there as well, which add more to the game. The, amongst the community, since we announced Train Sim 2013, there has been some concern that we're moving away from the familiar keyboard and mouse control. Um, and that's, that's not the case. If you're happier driving with the keyboard or using the mouse to control the in-cab controls, you can continue to do that you don't have to plug in an Xbox controller to play 2013. Um, Personally, I've found, having played many hours of 2013 now, that the Xbox controller really adds to it. Um, Just just in terms of being able to sit back more (laughs) instead of being uh, hunched over a keyboard. And also the the feedback through the controller. As I'm uh, running out of a station and over sets of points, I'm just getting the the little... uh, Sort of thumps and bangs through the through the controller in the palm of my hand, and uh, it really adds to the experience. 
it, it recognises as well that a lot of our, our users play on big screens as well and in their lounges. So, so um, the Xbox controller is much more suited to playing on a big screen, a, a, an LCD or a plasma in the living room. Yeah, keyboard and mouse is no fun on the sofa. No, it's harder. <laughs> <laughs> so give us an idea of what controls what on the Xbox 360 controller then. Okay, well, typically... Um, you, you, if you jump into the cab of a, of a pretty standard train sim locomotive, you'll find that um, pressing the right, the right top button will release your brakes. You can then move the left thumbstick forward to set your reverse forwards, and then press the left trigger to increase the, the regulator or throttle, move, move the regulator or throttle forwards. Uh, so that's a, a typical example of how it works. Um, there is also the option, um, I, sh- I should mention at this point as well, that you can uh, change your, your view angle with the right thumbstick, which is great for looking around the cab or, or for navigating your way around a busy station or yard. It's great to be able to use the, the right thumbstick to, to, to change your viewing angle. Um, you can also switch the y-axis there so people are used to to other games where where things work the other way around like for example flight sims where pull pull the stick back means nose up you can set it that way or or set it the other way so that pull the stick back means nose down it's set up in a very intuitive way it really is for those people who are used to playing um, other games with the controller um, there's quite a lot of familiarity there already and what about other controllers? Are they pretty much supported? Um, in terms of the, the, the PC system, yes. So, so, so most controllers there will be supported, provided they have the same um, axis and button as the, as the Xbox controller. We are, will also continue looking at, uh, at new controllers to, to operate. But for the folks listening, I really do recommend the Xbox 360 controller. It is probably one of the best that's ever been released. I agree, yeah. So the inevitable next question... Does the Xbox 360 controller hint at a possible console future, or at least testing the waters? We haven't specifically put in the Xbox controller to test the waters for a, a console version of Train Simulator. However, this does inevitably um, allow us to look at functionality and how we might bring PC functionality to a console in order to bring a, a, a version of Train Simulator to it. Um, however, there are no Train Simulator currently under development for consoles. Train Simulator 2012 increased the visual quality of the game immensely, and it certainly wasn't an ugly title to start with. What more has been done in this area? So, so the the TSX engine has been improved, so you'll see improvements in efficiencies and frame rates going forward. Um, there are also some very exciting new weather effects um, going into the title, um, including some very heavy storms, um, which are suitable for um, sort of the plains of the US. Um, they're looking pretty impressive. Um, they add real sort of gameplay features to it because it becomes very difficult to drive in some of these conditions. These include sort of lightning um, and thunder and various other things. And how about performance improvements? So, as, as I said, the, the TSX engine itself has been improved, so performance actually on a PC should be improved um, Reasonably, um, it won't be the dramatic step that we saw in 2012, but you will certainly see efficiency improvements. It, it will be a effectively um, give you higher frame rates, um, slightly quicker loading times, and things like that. And how about the specifications required to run this latest release? Have they changed from the previous version? Well, we've upped them on the box um, effectively, but no customers need to worry. This this is this won't stop working on their PCs. We we graduate our um, 
specifications of PC required each year just simply to, to, to reflect the fact that the PC market's moved on. But we always bear in mind the fact that this is a free upgrade and we want our customers for life. So, so we make sure their PCs run. Obviously, as time goes on, the, the, the spec of PC will increase. What we're doing now is actually individually laying down the specification for each route because some routes are more demanding than others. Um, so read those specs if you're at the lower end um, of, of the sort of uh, PC specs. How about sound reproduction in Train Simulator 2013 and the developments there? Train Simulator 2013 will be switching over uh, to the OpenAL audio system. Um, this brings a, a number of advantages. It's, it's, a, it's a better system generally. It allows you to build more layered sound. It includes occlusion, which means when you go into tunnels and things like that, it'll all start to sound differently. It does a lot of stuff automatically. Um, it has the added benefit that um, if you have an OpenAL-compatible sound card, it'll remove um, effort from the CPU over to the, over to the sound card, um, giving you a greater efficiency in the game itself. But essentially, the system itself is uh, a much better way of handling audio uh, in the simulator. So EAX gone. Welcome OpenAL. Welcome with open arms, OpenAL, yes. Multiplayer features have been a constant request from Train Simulator users, and you have begun to dabble with this through the Relay Play option. So what can you tell us about this part? Relay Play is a way of working with other players other drivers uh, around the world, or it could be could be people you people you know or people you you don't know, um, to complete missions working together. So it's not a sort of open sandbox style multiplayer where everybody joins in and plays together. Um, people have shown an interest in that approach, but the issues with it are are, are many and complex. Um, one of the main ones being that uh, where, where people have tried that approach before, if there are three of us playing together and I derail my train, everybody has to stop playing and start again. And of course, it doesn't really work in the end. Um, what Relay Play does is a little more like a real railway operation. So, for example, I might uh, I might take a train from uh, from from one station or yard, uh, drive part of the way and then essentially hand over the reins to the next person. And I can do that via Steam. So I drive stage one of a, of a scenario or mission or, or task, whatever you want to call it. When I get to that waypoint, I get a message to say that I've completed my part, and I then send on the remaining parts of the mission. So I can send them on to you or, or any friend of mine on Steam, uh, and they could play stage two, and, and complete the scenario. Um, what we want to do in future is to include more complex relays with more stages so that it can be genuinely a group effort to, to complete a, a scenario uh, or two people can, can bat it back and forth between them and, and finish it off. Um, and people don't have to be online at the same time to do this. So I can play the first part of a scenario uh, when I have my breakfast on Saturday morning, send it to you, uh, and then when you boot up 2013 on Sunday evening, you can take over where I left off. So what would happen then if the first person who had that part of the relay didn't do particularly well? Would that have a knock-on effect on everybody else? <laughs> well, then, yes. Number two has his work cut out. <laughs> so what is the Steam Workshop? 
So Steam Workshop is an exciting new feature. Um, we're adopting technology on offer by Steam to allow us to do this. And we're starting off with a, a scenario store, a free scenario store. So this is for stuff created by our community um, that can then be put up um, and available to download to anybody who has Train Simulator 2013. Um, so at the moment we're starting off with scenarios. So anybody, any member of the community can write a scenario, put it up there. It will be rated by the people that download them, which means you have quality generally rises to the top. As time goes on, we'll be adding more um, potential items to what can actually go on our Steam uh, workshop page, probably including assets, smaller routes, um, or even potentially locomotive reskins. Uh, we're, we're basically going to put the trial up there with um, scenarios because that's what everybody really wants at this stage, which is a lot more content, a lot more missions um, to play. Um, and then we'll see what other bits of technology we open it up to. But it's an exciting feature because it really does bring the community into the game. Is there any approval process? So, um, yes, we, 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 we obviously police it to a certain extent, but what we won't be doing is judging the sort of quality of the individual scenarios that go up there. It's up to the community to actually do that themselves. Um, you know, we write scenarios that we think our customers enjoy, um, and therefore other individuals in the community will also write scenarios that they feel our customers will enjoy. It's then up to the customers to say whether they like it or not. Um, so you will find the most popular um, scenarios will automatically go to the top of the list, um, and therefore that will be uh, that will be delivering a higher quality scenario. Train Simulator 2013 when purchased comes complete with a number of additional content that wasn't bundled in previous versions. What can you tell us about this? So this is the deluxe version of Train Simulator 2013, which um, comes out slightly after Train Simulator 2013 standard, um, and it includes um, London to Brighton, which has been revamped for 2013, bringing in the new technology, um, which is obviously a pass route, but it's it's a very high quality route. We also have the Sherman Hill, uh, an amazing US route, and we also have Munich Altsburg, um, which is a, another fantastic German route, um, which will have a lot of ICE 3 action on it. Um, all of them optimised the new technology um, and haven't been offered with the game before. Um, we The difference really between this version and the last version um, we means that we are not including what were traditionally core routes to new users because they are starting to look dated to a certain extent. So those will go through a reworking process in order to bring them up to spec. But basically, those are the three new routes on offer. Okay, and what about the content before? So Newcastle to York, Oxford to Paddington, Bath to Temple Green, do those still exist? Those do all still exist, and absolutely, if you're upgrading an existing user of Train Simulator 2012, all those routes exist within in, in the game still. It's purely for the new users who won't have those included. They will be available to, to, to download, it's just they won't be included in the core itself. So looking at some of the comments from the community, there is maybe a little confusion on how the upgrade path works from Train Simulator 2012. Would you like to clarify the process? Everybody automatically receives the new technology. This is done by a Steam automatic download and we'll, we'll switch over on the designated date. That means all your menus will change. It'll start to say 2013. The efficiency rate will go up on, on the product. Um, quick drive features will be available. So that's what happens for all existing users. Um, Users will also have the option to um, 
buy 2013 routes. Um, there are a number of ways they could do this. They could buy them individually, or by far the best way is to basically buy 2013 again, and those will automatically be amalgamated into your existing package alongside all your current core content. Um, this will work out considerably cheaper for, for um, existing users because you're getting very high quality routes um, for nowhere near the price that we would normally have to sell them at. But basically, it's an automatic update. Everybody gets this you know, fantastic new technology for free. And when do you think we can expect the deluxe version? I think we're currently looking at um, around three weeks after the 20th. Um, we will confirm that on our, on our website at a later stage, and we're obviously that you know, James, um, when that's happening uh, and exactly what's in that package. Um, but the deluxe version will um, be probably be coming out around three weeks later and available purely on Steam. So followers of my Twitter account at James Woodcock have been kind enough to add a few questions of their own to my list. So let's start with Scott Weber, who asks, can we please have a Mac version? Pretty please. Uh, I'm afraid I can't give a yes or no answer on that right now, um, but hopefully we'll have news on it fairly soon. Oh, well, there you go. And I suppose if you're really eager to play Train Simulator 2013, you can always use Boot Camp on the Mac to do yes, boot no, into we Windows. Yes, a uh, chap in the office who has it uh, boot capped, um Apple at home, and, and he gets great results from it. It runs beautiful on the new MacBook Pro Retina, let me just say that. For those of us lucky enough to have one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was my treat of the decade, I think, that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> Rob Ryman asks, do they plan to optimise the software even further to improve CPU load? So we've, also, we've already mentioned about performance, but anything specifically about CPU load and moving that to more on the graphics GPU side? So th th there are improvements in how the CPU handles the software this time, which is partly how we're getting the these improvements. There's not a switch over to quad-core at this stage, um, as that is a, a very large piece of work. Um, things like the OpenAL also help shift work away from the CPU. Um, so, so it's no exaggeration to say this is, this is significantly more efficient than Train Simulator 2012. Ian Story asks, will there be anything different in the Newcastle to York routes? Well, Ian, um, as part of the upgrade process, which we've talked about earlier on, um, the what were the old core routes, including Newcastle to York, uh, will still be available, but they won't be an integral part of TrainSim 2013 for, for newcomers. So the old routes, including Newcastle to York have been taken out and given a thorough spruce up and reworking. Uh, and I can confirm that they're looking much, much nicer now with uh, new lighting and skies and a lot of detail improvements. Um, so if you're a fan of Newcastle to York, we hope, you'll, uh, we hope you'll like what we've done with it. Billy the Cat, 24, asks, and I assume it isn't an actual cat playing train simulator, otherwise that would make a blog post all on its own. <laughs> Can you ask about prices, please? Price for the three new routes versus train simulator 2013. And he has London to Brighton already, so would you recommend he buys train simulator 2013 or the two individual DLC he doesn't I'd yet own? Simulator 2013 Deluxe is definitely the way to get those routes cheaper. Um, it'll work out around half the price. Well, there you go. So, thank you very much for your time, Duncan and Simon. And uh, before you disappear, now would be a, a great opportunity to say, where can we find out more? Best place to find out more on us is, is our Facebook page, which is uh, Facebook forward slash Rail Simulator. 
Um, and you can also visit our website, which is www.railsimulator.com. And you've got quite a huge community now growing on Rail Simulator on Facebook. We, 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 we have. We think we're actually the largest Facebook page related to trains of any sort at the moment in terms of a fan, fan page. So we're very pleased. It's a very active community, a lot of contributors um, to it, and there's a huge amount of stuff going on there all the time. Competitions, images, videos, all sorts of stuff going on there. Excellent stuff. Well, I'm sure we all look forward to the release of Train Simulator 2013.